Wizards of 12, the only podcast that, were you to start it right at the beginning of The Wizard of Oz, would be the only podcast to sync up not at all. Doesn't matter how much acid you drop, you'll never go, whoa. I'm Mark. That was a long way to go. I'm Brent, and today's guest is one Mr. Pleated Jeans. Also Jeff. Hey, guys. I, I, How's it going? Unless you prefer to be called Pleated. <laughs> no, Jeff, Jeff's good. Let's okay. go with Jeff. All right. Do you, do you ever answer depleted? Do you ever go to a, a tweet up and have to be uh, explain that your real name is Jeff? Or uh, well, my name is on Twitter, but it is kind of weird sometimes to you know go up to people and say hi. I'm pleated jeans, so like so they know like who I am. It's it's an odd introduction. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. So people might know you from your website. Well, obviously your Twitter online presence, but also you've got a website called Pleated Jeans. Uh, yep, that's right. I do that full time. I post funny pictures and make funny things um and post them around the internet and on the website and uh i'm lucky enough to get enough traffic there to do that full time it's very nice that's pretty darn cool how many how many hits do you get or is there any kind of way to i suppose you probably you probably measure these things down to like fairly fine detail or do you yeah, well, I look at it probably not as much as I should. I just know I'm getting enough views, but I get like four to five million page views a month. Holy, wow! Holy crap! Is that a, yeah, is guys, that a lot of re- <laughs> is that a lot of responsibility? Does that like feel like feel kind of like you've got a lot to live up to? I guess, I, I guess there's a little pressure. Like I definitely like have, I'm, on, I'm on a post schedule. I make sure I do like seven posts a day every day, whether I'm sick or not vacations i have to like queue stuff up uh and yeah if i don't post things people get mad at me in the comments and yell at me so I, there's definitely <laughs> a little bit of pressure there to continually entertain people with content so do you ahead of time sort of compile a whole bunch of stuff and then like like you said schedule it out or do you when you're at home working do you actually just is everything live as you find it yeah i usually do m- most of the posts for uh, like today i'm queuing stuff for tomorrow so like i'll do most of the stuff that will be going up tomorrow to to this evening and then i'll but then i'll also look for videos and stuff tomorrow so it's a it's a sort of a mixture of like live stuff and stuff that i've worked on the past day or two gotcha you got a little buffer in there in case yeah yeah in case of emergency, have you ever had any unexpected outages where suddenly it's uh, the day the humor died and uh, people are <laughs> people are having fits of productivity at work? Yeah, there have been a few of those. Luckily, I've been doing it for like four or five years now, and there have only been like two or three times where it was something major and more than like a few hours. But like my server provider is very hands-on and they're very good about working with me to get it back up as quickly as possible. Um, so, which is good because my technical know-how is pretty low. So it's good to have <laughs> someone I can call to fix it for me. So how does this compare to working at Radio Shack? <laughs> Leaps and bounds, but actually <laughs> people should know that out of college, my first office job was at Radio Shack headquarters in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. I was a web copywriter there. I wrote like product descriptions for batteries, which is really fun. Not for, like, <laughs> 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 How-to guides. Um, it has both and, a positive and, like, and a negative pole. Like, what do you what do you say yeah, about batteries? Yeah, you put in the yeah the technical specs <laughs> and stuff like that. It, it was very boring, but 
that experience was sort of the impetus for like, uh, I never want to have to work in an office again. And it sort of started me on this path to creating pleated jeans. Yeah, it, it was not fun. Um, and they, I was actually relieved when they let me go um, via email. They sent me an email to let me go that I was fired. What was their reasoning? You may or may not know that Radio Shack has not been doing well for a long time. Um, yeah, I've heard that they. I've uh, heard things. Yeah. Yes, they've been s- s- slowly going down the toilet. And even when I was there, which was like eight years ago, they were doing a lot of layoffs. And so I was in a round of layoffs. And they thought the most efficient way to do that was to would to, to do like an email to everyone who got laid off, as opposed to bother calling them all into an office. I guess. I, I guess a lot of conversations to have. Yeah, it's uh, less rude than maybe by text. Wouldn't that be great if you just got a text from your boss that just said L eight R later, and that's it. Yeah, right. And you had to yeah, in, later. you had to interpret that as like, Ooh. or just, <laughs> just says no U in team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, actually, I would have preferred that. That would have been great. So you are in a still a long term relationship. You're you're dating your high, your high school sweetheart. That, yeah, that's correct. That's uh, I met her when I was a junior and she was a senior in high school. And we have been together ever since. In Texas, that's I, I grew up in Texas. That's not that un- a common of a thing. But when I tell people out here in Los Angeles, they're like, what? Huh? Like you're under, like you're young and married? <laughs> like no one in Los Angeles is married and they're all very confused that it would be a good idea to stick with you know, the person that you went to high school with. I don't know, but, but yeah, it's great. It's been a, I've now been with her for more than half my life. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, so I guess I've known the same people and been in the same relationships for a long time. How boring is that? I don't know. No, it's great. My family's great. And I've I've been around for a long time. And, uh, I would love to hear, how did you injure your back tying your shoe? <laughs> that was the stupidest thing that's ever happened to me. So, yeah, I was getting ready for work one day, actually, go, to go to Radio Shack. Took a shower, got ready, bent over to tie my shoe, and when I stood up, I felt I felt and heard a rip in my back. <laughs> and it immediately hurt, and... The plus side was I got to not go into work that day, but the uh, the bad side was that like I had six months of back pain and I had to go to physical therapy and everything. It must have happened that like I went to the gym the day before and it must have happened that I overworked it. But like the tying of the shoe was the straw that broke the camel's back somehow, and it's the saddest, most geriatric re- injury that could have ever possibly <laughs> happened, and it's just. <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing so you're you're a creative guy and i'm dying to know what sort of weird things you make to leave around in public uh yeah i've got a pretty new project that i started in january it's called obvious plant and go to obviousplant.tumblr.com to look at the stuff but i make like funny signs funny street flyers one of the bigger ones I did was I, I made some fake self-help books. For example, one of them was named So Your Son is a Centaur. And it was like supposedly like a <laughs> fake book on how to, mm-hmm. how to deal with your son becoming a centaur. So is and, it just a uh, cover? Like I, is it a cover or a full-fledged book? 
it's a co- it was a cover, so it was like a, the front and back cover and the spine. So it looked like a real book, and then I went and I placed it in a bookstore in Los Angeles, or there were three of them, and I placed all three of them there and took some pictures and put it on the, the website. Um, so yeah, it's lots of like fun, like planting is what I, I call it, planting things in public for people to find. Another one I did was a Dadland brochure. I made a brochure for a fake theme park called Dadland, <laughs> and I put it up at, put it up at a tourist kiosk at like on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh wow! What kind of rides would you have in Dadland? Like My House, My Rules ride, <laughs> My Roller Coaster, well, My I had, Rules. Like, I had like several like you know regions of the park. One of them was like Nap Valley. Another one was like. <laughs> After too much Real wine, niche. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there were like supposedly rows of recliners where you could sit down and take a nap. <laughs> and, <yeah. laughs> oh, that sound is our our cue that Brent's going to ask you a series of more directly Twitter-related questions. Brent. Uh, Jeff, what's your proudest Twitter moment? Uh, I don't know if this counts, but I made a video with at Dubstep for Dads. It was based off of one of his tweets. And um, I don't know, I had a lot of fun sort of like collaborating with him on that and then filming it and having like just expanding a tweet to it was like 30 minutes, 30 seconds to a minute and just like having it like sort of seeing a tweet come to life. Yeah, it was well received, like other people on Twitter really liked it. So uh, hopefully I can do more like little collaborations like that in the future. That's pretty cool. Is there a place where like if I wanted to check this video out, is it easily accessible? Yeah, the video is called Commercial for Doors. Um, probably if you search that in YouTube, you can find it. Or if you go to youtube.com slash pleated video, it'll be there too. Cool. Who's your favorite tweeter? Uh, there's a lot. Uh, but I'll say some of my longtime favorites are Sorta of Bad, King Rainhead, uh, Wiener Dog for Life, and Merman 5. And sort of a new guy who I really like, found a few months ago, is uh, Joe J. West. He's got a lot of great absurd tweets and i love absurd tweets yeah i'm a fan of him too who's your biggest or neatest follower well uh some of the celebrities i got a couple celebrities that follow me one of them is john crier actually just followed me recently a guy from two and a half men nice and uh melissa joan hart follows me also but she follows like 157,000 people so (laughs) that's not really impressive (laughs) one of the guys i'm like i was most proud of when he followed me was uh augustin burroughs he's a he's an author he wrote like running with scissors um and he doesn't he's not that he doesn't have a huge twitter following or anything but it was just really nice to see a writer i like follow me and he actually he's actually retweeted me a few times so he's not just like following me and then like disappearing he's actually like reading stuff i write which i think is pretty cool is that the running with scissors that was made into a movie a while back yeah yep i want to say alec baldwin maybe i'm wrong not sure yeah okay okay yeah that was sort of his breakout book, uh, and it was sort of based on his actual life, and they, yeah, they turned it into a movie. Hmm. All right, finally, give us one underrated tweeter that you think everybody should be following. I've got two. Bob Volfov, I just found pretty recently, and he's great um, for having so few. He's, well, he's close to 10,000 followers, but I'm surprised he doesn't have more. And also, Hippie Swordfish is also... Super consistently funny and makes me laugh on a daily basis. And he should have more followers. For yeah, sure. for sure. What sorry? What's the username of the first fellow? Bob Volfov. It's Bob B U L F O V. Okay. Cool. All right. We'll check him out. 
Che- yeah, check them out. Will do. All right. Thanks, Jeff. All right, Jeff. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me. It was fun. All right. This has been Tweeters and 12. I'm Mark. I'm Brent. And we'll see you next time. Bye.